I wish that I would have had the time as an adult to get deeper and, you know, those questions that don't necessarily come up until you're older. I, I wish I just would have had the opportunity to pose those questions to her and see different sides of her and felt like I I had missed my opportunity to learn more about the deep parts of herself. I just had so many questions. I was left with a lot of questions. This is the Help Me See podcast, and I'm your host, Bianca Mora. I'm an artist, an educator, and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning and art out of this one and only life. This podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone. Like, really see it. I want to ask questions like, when does your now become your nostalgia? How can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday, some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others, and I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day-to-day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. Have you ever listened to one of my episodes and thought to yourself, yes, I know, I feel it. I know I need to take more photographs or videos or documentation, but I don't even know where to start. Sometimes we have major blind spots and even our obvious practices. I made a quiz to help you figure out what your blind spots might be. It's called, what do your photos actually say about you? Find out what type of memory keeper you really are and what super important goodness you might be missing. Answer a few questions and I bet I'll be able to guess. You might even get a surprise freebie in your inbox afterwards to help you on your journey to take more meaningful, effortless photos of your life. Let me know what archetype that you got and share it with a friend. Have fun. Hello, welcome to another episode of Help Me See. So today's episode was born out of actually a super natural interaction that took place. I, a few weeks ago, had posted, I'm going to bring it up here so I can read it accurately. I posted um, on Instagram, a picture of a piece of writing, and it just says the picture I never took. And my caption for that was, I never took a portrait of my Tyson in our new home. It's my dog Tyson that passed us in the beginning of last year. Like a real, this photograph is completely about you portrait. He passed very suddenly after we moved in and he never got to experience having his own yard or deck that we were so excited to give him. I'm so thankful that we got to experience his presence in this home, but really sorely wish I took more quality photographs of him in it instead of him just being in the background. I had just had a newborn and it was chaotic times. No matter how valid the reasons, I still wish I had the picture I never took. 
Is there a picture you never took on your heart? Can you make something from that desire? Can you use that longing to make more of the pictures you still can? And that's something that has been really heavy on my heart. And in this course that I'm working on, it's something that I really want to work into it and empower people to be able to take um, ownership of and action on. And there are photographs that they didn't take or photographs that their loved ones didn't take that they weren't able to at the time because they were so young um, that they can actually make something meaningful of what they do have. My friend Steph Flores of The Woman Well commented, saying, I wish I had more intimate photos of my grandmother. She was like a second mother to me and passed unexpectedly almost 10 years ago. I long for photos that capture her pure heart and spirit. Now thinking about how to honor her in a different creative way. Thank you for the inspiration and the gentle reminder to see those special moments when you can. So of course, <laughs> when she commented that, I was it was just so beautiful and so pure of intent. And I had um, reached out to her and asked her if I can send her a template of something that I am creating right now to be able to use in my course. And I wanted her to make something of her grandmother with, you know, with my support in the bare bones way that I could. And then I had her on the podcast and that's what you're about to hear. And we're going to talk about what she made and how it made her feel and just the experience of it all. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, I talk about this and I feel very strongly about this, but I still get surprised by things in my own life that present themselves to me. Um, an example of this just recently, my parents sent me a box full of old photos. They know that I'm <laughs> the one in the family that freakishly cares the most like in an odd way and will actually do something with the photos. And, um, in this box, Oh boy, I could cry just thinking about it and talking about it in this box was a letter that my dad's dad had written to him. And my dad's dad, I actually never met him. My dad's mom died when I was baby. So I had only met her a few times. Um, and obviously I don't, remember her. And my dad's parents were always, I knew were a huge part of his life and very important to him. And I've heard some stories of them, but this letter that I came across from my dad's dad to him was like a punch in the gut. So this is a man I never knew, but reading his writing and the way he spoke and actually even a little bit of his handwriting was so much like my own dad. And it put so many pieces of the puzzle together in why my dad is the way that he is and how I understand our relationship to be with each other in such a powerful way. It caught me so off guard. I was just sobbing. <laughs> I just started crying hysterically. <laughs> and I, 
I don't think that you have to go out of your way to make efforts for future generations specifically. Like, I don't think that this is like a tap. I don't even think it's possible to like put that much heart and commitment into taking photos and preserving things for generations to come because as lovely as it sounds, let's be real, like their family. And I'm, sh- and if we knew them, we'd love them, but we're not going to know them. And we're not, gonna- <laughs> I don't know that we will take a lot of action in our now for these people that have are yet to exist. But I hope that these stories and the power, the powerful effect that occurs on generations past, even that have never met, you know, the people that took them, that wrote them, that are in them. I, I want it to be a reminder that it's, I guess I'll call it a fringe benefit, but it's a very meaningful fringe benefit of the work that we're doing today to chronicle our lives. I now feel a deeper connection to a man I never met outside of the fact that he's my grandfather that I assumed, of course, I love and I love by default because he made my dad, who was my dad, who I love. But now I love him more because I feel like I see his heart through his writing. And this is an interesting side note because something that I'm so passionate about is doing more than just the photographs, you know, writing those notes, writing those letters and keeping them because, and not just sending cards that sign your name, but writing in the cards because they carry so much more weight in a good way. So much more of you in them. So your documentation isn't always just about the photos. Your hand to paper can mean more than that sometimes. You know, I've seen a bunch of pictures of my grandfather and he always looked so sweet and cute, but hearing his voice and his thoughts in the sweet letter to his son, my dad, was a completely different experience that brought him to life in a way that I had never experienced of him. And I'm so grateful. I actually don't understand why my dad sent me that letter because it's to him. I don't know why he sent it to me, but I'm so grateful that he did. It's, it's, it automatically became one of my prized possessions. Isn't that funny? Like, you know, this late into life, you think, you know, the things that are most important to you. And then you happen upon something and it automatically bumps its way up the list. Anyway, um, so that is my, that is my little story about how the topic of this interview, this conversation rather that, that I had with my friend, Steph Flores, it came back to me again, just as I was about to edit and drop this episode. So, 
I hope you enjoy her story of how going through these old photographs and documents and objects that remind her of her grandmother, but don't quite do it the memory justice, how, you know, in a way therapeutic it was for her, how powerful it was for her and her thoughts on the subject as well. So I hope you enjoy. And please, if you have a similar experience or if something, you have something you want to talk about, if you just want to hash something out, um, I always do lives in the Help Me See podcast group, the Facebook group. I link them in the show notes and you can join and hop on live and talk with me. Or if you just want to shoot me a message at um, my Instagram, be Mora or the Help Me See podcast underscore podcast, then do that. I'd love to chat and hear about your thoughts on, on the episode or anything like that. So, okay. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, we have just the most precious topic to discuss and something that I'm super passionate about. And I can't wait to hear from you. First, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know where you're coming from in the world? Absolutely. Um, so I'm coming from Queens, New York, about 15 minutes outside of Manhattan. Um, I'm a positive psychology practitioner. Um, and I, I consider myself to be an authenticity advocate. Um, my research in graduate school was focused on authenticity, specifically women's authenticity, and the impacts that that has on a socio-cultural level. So um, you know, I was looking at the connection between how authenticity can create positive change. Um, so that's, I, I, you know, very much, um, what fuels me and my work is that, um, importance of connecting with that unique side of yourself, like cultivating that strong relationship within and creating that alignment between your inner experience and outer expression. Oh my gosh. I mean, more of that, please. More of that. This is so beautiful. And it it is such a, your background, <laughs> a gorgeous foundation for what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about the, what happens when the images that are left behind of a dear loved one, you, you don't feel like they do the person justice. I mean, and what photos can ever truly do a soul and someone's essence justice. But when there's such a wide gap between what you're left with and what you remember in your heart and what was authentic to that person and that unique, you know, everything that they gave off, it can feel really jolting and it can feel very uncomfortable and unsatisfying and frustrating, I feel. Um, so today we're talking to you about your grandmother and and what are the photos that were left behind? What is that relationship that you had with her? Um, and and what did it mean to you to make something out of those pictures that actually resonated more with you? So can we talk about your grandmother and your relationship with her and just a little about her? Absolutely. Um, so my grandmother was like a second mother to me. Um my mom had me young, so she was a single mom working to support the three of us. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and, and um, you know, she had a 
big part of, of how I was raised. So, um, you know, the relationship I have with her is something I will forever hold near and dear to my heart. She's a core part of who I am. It's a complex relationship also because I had, I had lost her unexpectedly. And during that time, it was, it was probably the hardest time of my life. I, you know, was dealing with a lot of sadness and grief and felt like I, you know, I, I had missed my opportunity to learn more about the deep parts of herself. And, you know, I just had so many questions. I was left with a lot of questions. I, I knew her as this amazing, nurturing, loving, like just kind soul and like this light in this world who, you know, cared for humanity and just tried to help everyone she could. She was so selfless in that way. I feel so connected to her and a lot of our values. It's a relationship that will forever drive me forever, like impacts who I am. Can't wait to tell my future children about her, all about her. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, looking back on, on our relationship, I, I would have, I wish that I would have had the time as an adult to get deeper. And, you know, those questions that don't necessarily come up until you're older. And, you know, I, I wish I just would have had the opportunity to, to, you know, pose those questions to her and see different sides of her um, and just learn more about her, learn more about our culture. Um, she grew up in Ecuador. And so, you know, I feel like I would have loved to, to have, have had that depth of knowledge that, that she had about her homeland. And, um, you know, there's, there's just pieces of the puzzle that I'm putting together and, and have expanded my understanding of her. I have connected with my mom on a deep level about her. And that's something, you know, that strengthens our is a core part of our relationship and strengthens our relationship, our bond with my grandmother. Doing this exercise of putting together such um, meaningful representation, not just pictures alone, um, but just this representation of her essence. I took uh, copies of, of her jewelry and, you know, mementos that I had of her. And, you know, these are, these are things that were pieces of that puzzle that I had gathered, but never kind of, you know, compiled together. And so to put them in this together in this creative way was really, really meaningful for me. Uh, I mean, this generational connection you talk about is just so profound. And what you say about you weren't able to like make that uh, connection with her and ask her those questions that only naturally come up when you're, when you're an adult. And so it's, it's, it's really hard is because that relationship you have with your loved mm -hmm. one is so, there's so much of it is based in where you're both at in that time of your life you know, you, a, a kid, her, the adult, that once you get older and you're looking for these answers, if that person's not there to answer them, um, it can be really hard. And I just love that you have, I love that you have your mom as kind of like a little bit of a portal to her. And I love that you found comfort in the exercise of, 
of making something, making something for her with the pieces that felt like they didn't quite hit the mark, but together they form this kind of magic um, that does her more justice in your heart. When we talk about, as you're talking about your grandma, there's so, there's so many big overarching themes and meaningful threads that occur in this relationship. But I'm interested in um, like the little moments, like are there, what are some of your favorite little moments with her? Or do you have a favorite memory or just something very specific to her that's indicative of the bigger picture? Oh my goodness. Um, You know, I absolutely do think that there's so many memories that, that just bring her back to life in my mind. And that's, you know, I, like I mentioned, she's so giving. And so, um, you know, anytime we would come out of a restaurant, like a McDonald's and had extra food, she would, um, hand it off to a person in need. She was very religious. So every time, you know, I pass a church, um, or am in a, a church, it's very like a, a deep experience for me. And I always think of her, I, on my wedding day, I couldn't, you know, help, but think of her all day. I wore her ring, which is actually part of what's in my, um, in, in the exercise that I, I created this creative page. I took scans of, of the meaningful jewelry and the ring that I wore, um, on my wedding day was my something borrowed. You know, when I have moments of, of awe or, you know, a little bit of transcendence in nature, if I'm, you know, at a, a peak of a, a mountain, I think of her. Um, and just, yeah, these moments where I just feel that my connection with her is still so strong. And what, so what is it when you, when you realized, well, I'm sure there are multiple layers of this, but there was probably a moment that you realized you know, through the grief of, oh, I won't be able to ask these questions. But then there, there might've been a moment of when you're looking at the photos, the photos left behind that you were feeling like, oh, this, this, I love this photo. It's of her, but it doesn't feel like her. What about it? Like, what do you feel like was missing from the documentation of her that, that you were seeking as you, you know, made your tribute piece to her? You know, it's funny because the pictures that I do have of her are, you know, she has sort of like a stoic presence about her and it's very strong. Um, you know, it's, it's beautiful in my eyes because it, it, to me is mysterious and connects with that feeling that I have of wanting to learn more and getting deeper with her. And, um, you know, so I see these pictures and I just, you know, it's just this powerful feeling of there's so many layers to her. And I find that so beautiful and just, you know, is those layers are her authenticity. Wish I had more pictures of her, um, you know, smiling and and things like that. But at the same time, I, I, my mom has great copies of her with our family. And that's where I feel her were her happiest moments to get us together as a family. Um, and just, you know, being surrounded by love and her being that glue. I mean, she was the core part of our family. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, 
I, I absolutely feel like the pictures that I do have are meaningful, so meaningful to me. Um, but there's, there's more that I can uncover. And that's part of me piecing this puzzle together. And, um, you know, I do plan after this exercise, I'm even more, um, you know, driven to reconnect with my mom on about my grandmother and, you know, get, get deeper there and, and her relationship with her and get, get those pictures and, and gather more, more memories, more mementos of her. And, Oh, and what a comfort it is when you're, when you have a visual representation and something that really speaks to you. Like I think about, I saw your tribute piece that you made so beautiful. And it's so funny how obviously mm-hmm. I've never met your grandmother and it, just from seeing that for a couple minutes and now hearing you talk about her and hearing, uh, sometimes you feel her in those like transcendental moments in nature. I just think about there's a lot of stones in, in your pictures and there's like a stone in the ring and that you have in the picture. And then there's like a necklace that has a stone in it that you said you gave to her when you were so little and she kept it this whole time. And it's just, it's so funny how not only is creating something um, that's like multimedia and that really considers different dimensions of like what connects you to a person. Not only is that a comfort and an honoring for you and her, but it kind of like helps people that didn't have the privilege of knowing that person to kind of like feel more of them. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, it could never, nothing could ever do her justice and her essence. But like, I feel lucky that I can understand more of her through that piece. And there's something to be said about, you know, the things that we're creating today of ourselves and of our families that's not only for us, but for generations to come that we're not thinking about now for those people that don't exist yet. Um, and how much that that would, you know, help them and make them feel connected to their past because it feels morbid, but you know, we're someone's past. (laughs) So, um, but I, I'd like to hear about how, you know, this experience and, you know, just thinking through it all, like, how you connect this with your work and the work that you try to do to, to help other people tap into this, you know, essential, um, connected part of themselves. Creating this tribute piece. I mean, I, again, so resonate with what you said, because I think it's, there's different elements to this. A person who they are is complex. It's multidimensional. And so, you know, I had these different parts of my grandmother in, in a memento sense. But to put them all together and create this cohesive memory, like you said, in a way, capturing her essence uh, doesn't fully. But at the same time, it's like beautiful because I love that you brought up that I have her a necklace I gave her when I was in kindergarten and stones that she kept for years and years that I had given her from a museum and, um, you know, the jewelry and everything. and so. I, in a way, is it's such a strong connection to her because of where she grew up. So she's she grew up in Guayaquil, Ecuador, which is off, off the coast of the Galapagos. And so nature and those earth elements are such a core part of, you know, who she was and her beliefs and her spirituality. And, and I feel that as well. And I'm so drawn to earth's elements and mother nature and the power of that. 
And I guess the way that it transitions into my work is doing that exploring within is something that I think is so incredibly important and such a beautiful process to connect within and see where you're drawn to, see where those seeds of your curiosity take you, uncover those parts of yourself or connect more strongly connect with those parts of yourself that you feel that resonance there. You feel nourished by exposure to them or or exploring them more or understanding that this is a core part of of your authenticity, you know, your your essence. And so what my work is focused on and what I find fuels me and what I'm passionate about is the potential to help other women strengthen that connection to those core parts of ourselves, to unpack those layers, to have a more cohesive representation of who we are aside from the external influences that our culture and world are throwing at us every day. It's coming at us from all angles. And, um, you know, our attention is taken in all of these different directions. And so to ground ourselves in ourselves is, is such a powerful practice. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited because right now I'm currently pouring my heart and soul into this experiential workshop um, that will be coming out in, in March of next year. And this is what I feel um, is my authentic expression out into the world. This is the culmination of, of my work over the past few years since my, my grad school experience. And so I'm really excited to curate this experience and more info will be shared for now. I'm just cultivating it. And I'm so excited to share more. It's such important work. Um, and you, when you talk about recognizing those inner voices, apart from everything that's being thrown at us and kind of, you know, you said that your grandmother had this like deep, this deep resonance and connection to what she felt was important. Do you have an experience or an example of like, a time where you were able to tap into that yourself or like a specific um, time where you heard your small voice say something to you and then it, it actually changed the trajectory or influenced what you were working on. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Um, I think, I think when I was a younger adult, um, I had a hard time honoring that inner voice and I let my mind and my emotions bring me to places that I felt were off of my path. So I started my career in corporate Manhattan and that just, it, it, it didn't feel right to me after, you know, years of working there. And, you know, I'd felt my well-being, um, you know, suffering throughout that time because it, I, it didn't feel aligned with what I was meant to do. And so throughout the years, throughout my career, throughout my education, I've really tried to, um, you know, hone in on, on that voice and try and stop resisting it. Because once I, I guess, had that awareness that I was resisting my intuition or inner voice, whatever you want to call it, it, it was like a light bulb for me, having that awareness, that first step of awareness and just recognizing them in the moment 
oh my gosh, you know, my, my mind is taking me one way, but really what am I, what is my core self saying? What does it feel? Where is there a disconnect there? Am I acting upon my, my emotions rather than, you know, sitting, sitting with a choice or decision and, and feeling where I'm guided. So that's a practice that I've, I've really tried to um, get better at. I've tried to cultivate an ongoing lifelong practice. Um, but the, the way that I've grown is, is connecting with that inner voice more and honoring it and respecting it rather than having these mental thinking traps that take me in, in these downward spirals. <laughs> Emotions and thoughts are a core part of who we are. And that's another area to explore you know, there is this interconnectedness between our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, and who we are, our authenticity. So, you know, that's something that connection is something that I'm very much exploring and infusing into this workshop. It's really powerful stuff. It's unique to the person, which I love so much. I mean, something that is a core part of why I'm so drawn to authenticity is the fact that it's, it looks different for everyone. It's, you know, every person is this unique being with their own experiences and their own thoughts, emotions and actions and values and intentions and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things creating this cohesive representation of, of how we show up in this world. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it can feel like such an intimidating feat. It can feel like, oh my gosh. It, wouldn't it just be easier to numb out? <laughs> like it's so hard to. Yeah. Sometimes it's so hard to listen and get still. But I think something you hit on that I find to be the most important part of the whole thing is just the awareness. I feel like we can be so hard on ourselves and feel like if we're not taking the right actions, or you keep noticing yourself do something that you're not wanting to do, and you're in the cycle. I'm telling you that just noticing the recognition, the noticing and the awareness is probably 80% of your battle. And uh, you can find yourself really. in a pattern and you know, you're still doing what you don't want to be doing, but the fact that you recognize it is so earth shatteringly big that you should feel encouraged mm -hmm. and excited because you, you are listening to the deepest parts of you. And that awareness is the biggest factor. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think instead of resistance, tuning in within and seeing, you know, am, am I feeling expansion? Am I feeling contraction? Do I not know yet? Am I in this in-between where I'm not sure, you know, if I'm faced with the decision or a future action, where am I tuning into that, that inner knowing that you have? is uh, is super important and just being aware of when you might be deviating from that path or when you feel something isn't isn't quite right oh 100% 100% i think that once you align yourself in that way and it's an ongoing practice right it's not something that you turn on a switch and you're like now i am an aware aligned person no <laughs> you have to make these decisions every single day it's like yeah. love you you know, you don't feel head over heels every single day for someone, but you make the decision. <laughs> I love this person every mm -hmm. single day. Feeling that 
you are more in tune with what your soul desires, what you want for your life, that spreads, that dominoes into other areas of your life. And it can become, it can become easier. It can get hard again, but it can become easier. And, you know, that can flow into something that I'm passionate about in taking the more right pictures of your life. Like maybe you are more aware and recognizing, hey, these, you know, staged portraits aren't fulfilling me. I want to remember more of the nitty gritty of what it is in the season of my family life. So maybe you... Uh, you know, take more pictures yourself or you have a documentary photographer come your way. But it's just an example of when you are more aware of what lights you up, you can put yourself in the way of that more often in your life and facilitate that. As you talk about um, authenticity with within yourself and how our most rich relationships are those in which we feel like we can be fully ourselves with that person. Um, Mm -hmm. how would you, I don't know, how would you describe that? Obviously that was a big part of your connection with your grandmother. Um, so what do you think that, that, how did that inform the piece you made and, and where does it all kind of intertwine? Yeah. I mean, that's a super interesting point that you bring up is relationships and relationships are such a core part of well-being, and actually in the science behind authenticity, a core element of, of authenticity is these confiding relationships. These are relationships where you feel fully expressed, where you trust the other person, where you feel this non-judgment, which I think is harder to come by these days because of the, the culture that we live in. And, you know, I guess these, these, yeah, these pressures on us to look, feel and act a certain way. And so, you know, what I think is so powerful is connecting back to that authenticity, knowing who you are, um, you know, knowing those core parts of yourself. And for me and my grandmother, that relationship, as I mentioned, is a core part of who I am. So creating a tribute piece like this was just so beautiful, because I felt like I wasn't just connecting with her, but I was connecting with our relationship together. I was connecting with who I am on the inside, learning more about her, learning more about me and just, you know, having this powerful experience of, of this rich, beautiful, meaningful, deeply meaningful relationship, um, that will forever be a core part of who I am was, was just wonderful. Uh, I love it. And what I love the most is that we all have the ability to do this on our own. We all are able to explore deeper, um, our wants and desires and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, make something beautiful with it and, and really comfort ourselves in, in this life that we're in. Oh, so good. Okay. Before we go, before we wrap up, do you have one tip? Do you have one tip for a way to like kind of check in with yourself? Like maybe check in during a day where you feel, you know, unusually hectic or unaligned, just kind of a simple way to do a check-in. I think, 
you know, that first step is that uh, having that awareness is, is really important um, and can be so hard. So if, if you're at the point where you notice that you're not feeling aligned um, in that day, I think that's already a win. <laughs> um, but I, I would say for what works on my end, um, I, I like just to take five minutes to myself. I think going out in nature, even if, you know, I'm in the middle of the city, but just looking outside my window, maybe opening my window, listening to nature out there um, really helps ground me. I've created in my apartment this little sacred space with plants around. Um, and I have, you know, these stones that I, you know, ground me a bit and, and just like provide just a little ease and, and sense of healing in, in moments where I need it. Um, so I, I recommend, you know, going, going within and seeing what works for you, what, you know, when you're in those, those moments of overwhelm in moments of, you know, just struggle, I think it's, it's really important to just take a second, even if it's a minute and just, you know, connect with something that nourishes you, that fuels you, that grounds you, whatever it is, whatever that emotion that you want to feel that takes you out of that overwhelm or that downward spiral is so important. Just uh, taking that moment to yourself. I love that. And I love not, it doesn't have to be this like big to do. It could be, I'm going to open my window and feel like the breeze on my face. And that's enough. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Taking a deep breath. (laughs) Yes. I feel like sometimes we're looking for this grand answer and it really is all the little things, the little things that comfort you add up and help. Uh, Well, Stephanie, where can we learn more about you and follow you on your journey and all the wonderful work that you do? Let us know. Ah, thank you so much. Um, so my IG handle is the women well, um, at the women well, and my website is thewomenwell.com. Um, currently going through a, a redesign phase, but much more to come in January and super excited for the launch of this workshop in March. Awesome. So yes, if you want to stay up to date and dive into the journey of authenticity with Stephanie, please sign up for her mailing list so you can be updated. Thank you again, Stephanie. This was such a powerful conversation. And I loved learning about your grandmother and all of the goodness you have to offer. Thank you so much for having me, Bianca. This was wonderful. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.